Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Guys, we are joined now. I thought of him just the other day, our next guest, because presented by Progressive Insurance, because you ever on Instagram reels and and you'll see like the way they put a beat together, they show you the different samples they use. You ever seen those? Yeah. And one came up for Shook Ones Part 2. Mob Deep Shook Ones Part 2. And they showed you what they sampled for Mob Deep Shook Ones Part 2. And so who did I think of naturally? Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum, of course, his favorite song. There it is. You know. Seems as you wow. hear that. Like that, a Pavlovian response. As soon as I hear Shook Ones Part 2, I think college football, of course. SEC. Now I think Cheddar Bob, unfortunately, which is really messed up. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. That, may, that means so much to me that uh, of all the people you know, Max, you think of me when you see uh, reels on Instagram. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, Paul Feinbaum show, incidentally, can be seen weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the SEC Network and the ESPN app. And Paul Feinbaum, the Paul Feinbaum show, is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. In college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Paul, we were talking about this yesterday on This Just In, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Which program has the best chance of being the next Georgia? What do you think, Paul? I still think Ohio State is the best built of, of any program out there. They need to get over the hum. But uh, as I watch college football, and, and I, I know you can't just say, hey, forget the Michigan game. It was the biggest game of the year for them. But they, they, they have everything you need to contend. I think they are not far from the same level as Georgia, which we saw – I think in that uh, semifinal game. Indeed. Um, so, so yeah. when you look at it, you don't think LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, within the SEC conference, has a real shot and opportunity to take them down next year? Keyshawn, I think uh, LSU looks like uh, the ascending program under Brian Kelly. Now, nationally, uh, I'll, I'll throw one more thing out there. I think, I think, having just been in LA, I think Southern Cal uh, is going to. Uh, start crashing the party on a regular basis uh, after Lincoln Riley's first year. So that, that, but you know, we, we don't know how the, the big 10 situation will work out for them, but I think it will work out well, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not ruling Alabama out. I know that was a theme yesterday on all the shows and key and I had talks and sort of Max and I, but I, I think the window for, for Saban is so, is so narrow now. And uh, there is a difference between what George is doing and, and Alabama. It's not much by the way, it, 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 but, you know, replacing Bryce Young is is going to be a mystery to me, and and I think that's the biggest thing Nick Saban has to deal with. You know, it does help that they have number one recruiting class coming in next year for Nick Saban, though, Paul. And I I will say it is fascinating how every single year we try to supplant uh, a, a college coach and put them in the NFL, and it seems like it happens to Jim Harbaugh every year. Like, what do you think actually happens to him? Like, even though he shut it down, is the door still open? Or do you think we'll definitively see him back at Michigan next year? Jay, well, if he can get an NFL job, and I say that because you guys lean on the experts. I'm I'm an observer of the NFL. But it's obvious he wants to leave. When you're a college coach, and we are now on January 11th, another recruiting cycle, not an important one, but still going on, you can't be flirting with every NFL franchise you can shut that down in, in two seconds, Jay Will. That, that's the easiest thing to do. And he hasn't done that, which tells me he wants out. 
Uh, if he doesn't get a job now, I think it's going to be a very bad look uh, for him. Now, he survived the, the, the Vikings deal. He got to the playoffs and beat Ohio State. That makes everything go away. But uh, I, I fully expect Jim Harbaugh to leave if he gets uh, the call from one of these NFL owners. See, I look at it, Paul, and I say it's a, it's a playoff domino effect. What I mean by that is these teams have got to lose in the playoffs so they can really start to entertain Sean Payton. Then once Sean Payton, who's the number one guy, makes a decision on what he wants to do, then it's a trickle down on a guy like Jim Harbaugh. But when you're talking about college coaches, and Jay mentioned it, and we're mentioning Harbaugh, what about Kirby Smart, though? Is he going to stay put at Georgia – or is he going to put his name in the hat and try his luck in the National Football League? Keyshawn, for today, he's staying, he's staying in Georgia. Uh, I mean, you, you saw what, what he's doing there. And uh, we've, we just got through watching it with Nick Saban. I mean, it's, it's very similar. It's, it's a little more player-related player uh, approach uh, because he's younger. Uh, Saban couldn't do some of the things that Kirby Smart is doing uh, throughout the last 15 years because he was already in the – in the, on the, on the, in the autumn of his career from, a, from an age standpoint. But I, I think there'll come a moment where Kirby Smart, let's, let's assume he, he's won a couple of championships. He may say, you know what, uh, I'm out. And, and to me, uh, as, as much of a grind as the NFL is, getting fired after one year, all the things that we see, it's still a better job than college. College, college, college football now is, is, a, is, a, is an absolute meat grinder because you're not only recruiting nationally for high school players – you have to recruit your own roster every single day because one of these guys is going to walk into your office and say, I'm out of here because somebody else has offered me more money. So that, that, there will come a time, I think, and I think Kirby Smart would make a good NFL coach. I mean, he, he, I really believe he's cut out for that. He's, he's, he's been in the NFL briefly. He was with Saban for those uh, two unforgettable years in Miami. Paulie, though, I always look at it, and I've I, I, I truly been saying this, especially over the last you know, five to six years, when I still really started to learn about how much college coaches were making. So I mean, we keep saying, like, there's a massive jump going to the pros, and that's always confusing to me because this is a version of the pros. The guys are making the same amount of money to the same degree with more autonomy, where they are essentially their own GM. They, they can procure talent that they think fits their program. They're running the business of college football the same way they're running it in the NFL to a degree. Am I off on that? No, you're 100% correct. And by the way, the, the money in, in many places is better. Uh, we are now looking at the $12 million coach. That's where Kirby Smart is. Uh, the NFL used to be significantly ahead. but uh, the, the, and, and you don't have to – listen, the, the one thing about college, people say, uh, I don't want to deal with the boosters. I would deal with college boosters any day over these megalomaniacs who are NFL owners. Uh, guys, uh, I, I cannot imagine – I mean, just take your pick which one you want, you want to talk about. Uh, having to deal with those guys, as opposed to uh, at least if you're if you're successful in college, like like Kirby and Nick Saban and, and others, you can control the narrative. Uh, you, you, your office is not open like it used to be. You could walk in an athletic department 15, 20 years ago and and see the head coach. You try try try. To, I mean, it's easier to get into the Pentagon right now than it is to Nick Saban's office. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show. Uh, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network and e and the ESPN app. Jeez. Paul, when you look at Sonny Dykes now, now that he's played in the championship, he lost the championship game, what's next for him and his program? Well, I, I think they have to recover. I mean, 
there's no sugarcoating it. I mean, that was an absolute humiliation. And I, I think a lot of damage short-term was done for the TCUs of the world because next year, if the committee is having a conversation, I think I think it will hurt. And, and, and everyone wants to blame the committee, uh, but we're all guilty of it. I'm, I'm as guilty as the next person. We all, we all bought into that narrative because it was cute. And, and besides... The only the only quibble I think you have is where where TCU was seated, uh, but they beat Michigan. It's not like you know we just they they got a pass into the national championship game. As far as Sunday Dykes, that program is in really good shape. They're getting a, a lot of transfer. A couple of Alabama players have gone there. Other players are going there. It's still attractive, but when you when you lose like that on the national stage, the only I think the only fortunate thing for TCU is a lot of people turned the game off and they didn't see how bad it got. Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show. Um, I wanted to. I wanted. To, I want to slip this in. What do you think is going on with Nick Saban right now, Paul? We've mentioned uh, a couple times about his reactions, <laughs> facial and otherwise, to you know people saying right in his face, right during the game, that Georgia is such a stir. is the new powerhouse, etc. But I say it key not because like I'm downing Saban because I don't count out Alabama. Um, this looks like Georgia's world right now, but it looked like Dabo had nipped um, Saban, and then Saban's like, eh, not so fast. What do you think's going on over there right now, Paul? I think he's boiling. Uh, knowing him like I do and having watched him over these years, uh, he's not used to this. And when, you're, when you are the king and everyone uh, bows down and no one dares says anything badly uh, bad about you, I lived in that state. I know what it's like. Uh, it, it's, it's, I think it's killing him. Uh, his answer was go out and get a good recruit, the best recruiting class he's had. But that's not the that's not the end all. Uh, recruiting classes are, are fluid right now because they may not last for the next year. Jimbo Fisher got the number one recruiting class in America a year ago. A bunch of guys bailed out already. Uh, so I think Saban's going through a real crisis. Uh, and I, I frankly thought he made a mistake uh, doing the ESPN uh, deal the other night. I mean, I, Saban always believes, you know, you're better off being out there in front of millions of people from a, a recruiting standpoint. But the only, the narrative coming out of that, out of Monday night, Max, and you showed it on this just in and, and, and other programs had it. It was, it was, it was what Pollock said right in front of his face. And it wasn't even that big a deal. It was just the reaction. I mean, I would have preferred Nick Saban to grab Pollock by the throat and say, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you think, if you think we're out of it, we're not. Instead, he just took the punch. And, and, and snarled, and, and I, I think that's a bad look for Coach Saban. And, and the, only, the only way he can wipe this away is to is to win again, and that's not very easy. Uh, I mean, they, they're the number two pick next next year, according to Vegas, but they will be they will not be in preseason number one for the first time uh, in many years. I don't think they've been picked below second or third during his uh, tenure from the second year on. Uh, they, they could be third or fourth or fifth next year. Not, not, not that that's a big deal. Uh, but suddenly Nick Saban is the underdog is, is a bizarre look. See, see hey, Paulie, real, real quick, quick I, I think the fact that he decided to do – I don't think he had to do anything about recruiting, Paulie. Like, it, to me, like, this guy is the GOAT. He's won seven championships. To me, it felt like that slipping of relevancy was something where he felt the need to do that because that's the first question I had, Paul. I'm like, why is Nick Saban on the national championship broadcast? He doesn't need to, to do this. He's the guy in college football, Max. It, it, it feels to me like something slipping that he's trying to hold on to. The whole world. I think that's. Operating. I think that's correct. We see it. We see it in, in business. We see it in, in, in entertainment. It's hard to let go. And I don't think he's prepared for it. Uh, and and, he, and the, his biggest problem, I think, is that there's nobody around him uh, to say, "Coach, don't don't do it." I mean, I, I know you you've said yes in the past, but I wouldn't do it, especially and not not because. 
it, it's one thing if he's there when when uh, Dabo Sweeney were, were to win or someone else. He was there uh, ten years ago when when Jimbo Fisher won. But Kirby Smart's too close to the sun right now. He, I mean, Saban's acute. Saban knows everything that's being said. I guarantee you, he knew every show on ESPN yesterday that showed that clip, and he's marking it down. But the problem is, at seventy-one and in a, in a diminished position, which means you're not number one anymore. That what 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 else can you do? I mean, Saban's a bully. Uh, he's used to pushing people around, and and he, he's not he's not going to be able to push Kirby Smart around right now. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, that's the great Paul Feinbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Always great to hear from you, Paul. All right, Paul. My pleasure, guys. See you soon. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. ESPN 2 till 8 a.m. And right now we're on ESPN U all four hours. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80 and the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Key. What's happening, man? Jay, he's feeling it right now. Jay? <laughs> no, I just feel, you know, you get the bag, you tumble it, fumble it, you know, all that, you know. I ain't trying to fumble That's nothing. the young stuff, man. That's the young, to the young crew, man. You know, that's what my son and stuff be listening to. Yo. Is your son keeping you? Yo. 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 That makes Jeez. you old, not young. <laughs> Does your son keep you young? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm fresh anyway, though. Mm. But, yeah. I, I hang with young people, man. I don't. If I get to hanging around you and Jay, I'm going to feel old. You know, you're are you going to wear one your, out of the three of us? Are you going to wear your Lakers jersey with your own name on it when you hang out with everyone? Or no, but that come on, man, that was back in the day. I man, stop hating, Pat. Pat, what are you uh, referring to? The right? Lakers gave day, me man. that, man. That's that's from the Lakers organization. Well, Key was on MTV Cribs and uh, wore his own Lakers jersey. I think we have a clip. <laughs> nice soft leather with some suede uh, pillows comes from Europe, over in overseas, over in Italy. And I like to sit here and enjoy my DVDs on this big old giant screen TV that I got sitting up on the wall. This is where all the electronics are that go with this thing. You got the DVD, you got the VCR. Now let me show you where the real room is. Well, me and my boys kick it after we go beat some heads in on Sunday. You notice I got my beautiful fish in there. I can't name them all right now, but uh, they keep me nice and calm and fresh to be able to see this when you walk in. <laughs> so I got a pool table for my boys when they want to play. And then you see I got all this beautiful paintings behind. This is my favorite painting. I paid a whole lot of money for this thing. I don't tell you how much, but a whole lot he got me on this one. But this is a... 
This is like my pride and joy. <laughs> what would you like to tell young Keyshawn if you could tell him anything, Key? <laughs> Nothing, man. That dude has swag with that little pencil mustache. <laughs> Yo, here, here's, the, here's the thing about young money, though, which it, it just brings back so many memories. The fish tank, he didn't have no idea what Nothing. kind of fish were in the fish tank. Jay, the no, worst thing I thought. the cost about how to clean that thing, the upkeep, the maintenance. Or no, I mean, like, that's damn. Jay, I the, the fish reason tank. I asked him that question is the <laughs> first thing I thought is he didn't need the fish tank. That's the <laughs> fish tank was cool, man. <laughs> it all looks fly in the wall. It looks tough. Key, first of all. I would expect a bigger fish tank if you were going to have that's a, one. That's a one large. of those whole wall-sized fish tanks. No, that one was a nice size. That, man, was, a you don't overdo it. that was a little cut-out fish tank. I'm yeah, talking about wanna, your Keyshawn Johnson. I don't want to overdo it, though. That, this, that's just cool. Just enough. I don't want to have one of them big old fish tanks that take up the whole wall. I used to have one of those at another house. Yeah, see? Not yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah. See? But then, you know, no, I didn't want to have a big one. I had it at another house. Jay. He said I can't remember all their names right now. You got now. a little TV-sized fish tank. Come I was on, expecting man. the whole it's wall. It's clean. Y'all hating. No, no. I'm appreciating because I and know then, it. Why do I have Belvedere? I, that's like, come on. Belvedere was in back in the day, I man. guess it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Belvedere was I guess hot. it was. It was in back in the day, a little cranberry hey, juice, Key, a little this, this is where you be talking about stuff that you don't really know about, but you act like, you're like yeah, I got right here. These, these pillows uh, from Italy. This <laughs> Wait, right yo. From overseas. Wait, check this, overseas this out. Overseas in Europe. Oh, overseas. It, Italy is overseas, and it is in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, man, oh, that it took me a long time to do MV, MTV Cribs. They kept asking me for years, Jay, and then I finally was like, Whatever. If you notice, I wouldn't show my cars though. I didn't want people to see yeah, my whip. Too much. Yeah, it can't. You know what I'm saying? Look yeah. at the look at the bed. Look at the bed. Look at the look at the covers, man. Look at that, Jay. Ooh, what's that leopard? That's the young, what's that that's young, the young player, that? man? That's the young player life. And then the mink coat. The mink coat was a uh, smoking the cigars. It just. It was your young life as a young player. Oh, Scarface DVD. Everybody got, got Scarface. Right? Scarface oh, DVD. Yeah. You know times are so different. When you go into the closet, like, yeah, I got about 10,000 DVDs in here. What, what, what movie you want to watch? Look, look, Jay, look at that. I got Jordans. I got all type of stuff. You know did, did, you, did you hit him with the lame line when you walked into the bedroom? This is where the magic happens. I, no, no, I didn't hit him with that lame line. No, uh-uh, no. I got Laker gear. I got everything. Man, you see me? Oh, shooter jacket, Jay. It's shooter jacket. Yeah, I got the shooter coat, man. I was a full Laker. And then look, check this out. Oh, Jay. the cigar real, and the mink. Oh, oh the black man. That's what he's waiting for. With the ah! Nike hat on. Jay, Go ahead he and dressed do it. like he a boxer or something. <laughs> Go ahead and do it, middle boy. Miami with a mink on. Floyd Jr. No, 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 no. See, check this out. That's when we went to Philly. We went to New England. Yeah, we go to the Rose cold, Gibbs, Green yeah, Bay, yeah. Chicago. That's where you break out the mink. You know? No boat in the back, man. Yeah, both slip look empty, but you know that's you don't need that though. You don't need that key you on the water. It's about the look. Yeah, it's the whole it's the whole it's the look, look, right? Yeah, it's the For scenery. anyone listening on the radio, we are watching all this on ESPN U right now. Keys uh Yo MTV Cribs uh Man, I look like I was about one eighty. Two thousand two damn twenty one years ago. Look hey, how what? skinny I look though, man. Money for a long time. You see that Roly on that wrist? Don't act like you don't. Well, but what did you pay for that painting? Nah, man. You still have it? <laughs> no, we ain't getting ready. We ain't getting ready. You still yeah, have absolutely. The Come on, that's called, oh, absolutely. That's called an investment. Pack. Is it still your oh. pride and joy? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Where do you have it hanging? I have it hanging. <laughs> <laughs> it it's in the storage bin. No, 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 no. No, it's hanging. 
It's hanging. I can't give all the information away. You can't give what room you're ha- you hung it in? No, I'm not giving my information away. You know, <laughs> the there's people that, oh, oh, there's people see, that yes, you know, yes. out there in yes, the world. Do. Yes, I you do. Don't, you know, I do. Yes, I do. But it's an Ernie Barnes painting. Ernie Barnes is a, uh, was an African-American painter who actually played in the National Football League. Uh, if you know Marvin Gaye or Good Times, he did all the Marvin Gaye albums, all the, the artwork for Good Times, all that. Big time, big time artist. Yes. Actually, one of his paintings just sold for record like 14, 15 million. Yeah, Good Times what? painting. You could see the, you could see the, the figures. Or the, you know, yeah. that's the... he, play, he played in the league for a long time. Kevin in L.A., you're on Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Man, I was skinny. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing this morning, man? What's happening? What's up, brother? Hey, Keyshawn, I just wanted to say what's up, dude. I ran into you a couple times. Uh, I ran into you at a USC game. You always got an entourage around you, brother. I ran into you at the Dallas Cowboy training camp. You had a boom mic. I've never seen a boom mic for a player before, but that was pretty interesting, man. You always got a lot of people around you. Just want to say what's up, man. Cowboy Nation, go Trojans. Good morning to you guys. Love your, love your show. Yes, Thank sir. You he said I had a boom mic. Well, yeah, what are they doing? Some kind of all access around you, Key? Is that like the man? Probably, I don't even. Who yeah, knows? I might have been. Something. If I was at the Cowboy training camp, I was probably working. Yeah. You know, ESPN. You know how they gonna they gonna put you to work, man? They ain't gonna let you just sit around. So we were gonna talk about Mike McCarthy before the season, before this uh, segment started. Uh, I think we've all agreed earlier in the show that. You got to win, I'm going to say, two games to keep your job in the playoffs. Jay, do you agree or disagree with that quickly? Like, we have 20 seconds. Like, yes, got to no. get to NFC Conference Finals. So that's two games, right? Yes. Agreed. J- uh, Key, where are you? Championship at? game or home? Right. Wow, so we're all, we're all on the same page. No, no, Key's Super Bowl? Championship game. So we all say you win two playoff games minimum or you're out of there, Mike McCarthy. Who has the most pressure on them this weekend? Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. His ass is going to get fired if he doesn't win this playoff game, but it won't be because of the playoff game. I got a whole bunch of other data that's sitting on my desk. We're going to put all that together, and then we're going to put the icing on top with the loss in the playoff game to the Bucks, and then we're going to fire him. Keyshawn, Jamal, and Max, ESPN Radio. You heard some sound, courtesy of 105.3 The Fan. 
Who has the most pressure on them this weekend? That's the question. A lot of candidates to choose from. You know, it's not just not just players, not just coach. You know, everybody. Jerry Jones have any pressure on him? Well, he's the boss. How could he have pressure? I don't know. Pressure of the clock. You know, father time. No one's going to live forever. Duke wants to see another championship, but he also wants to kind of soothe his own ego by making sure he's the star, right? That's why. That's what Mike McCarthy's doing there. Why isn't Sean Payton there? Let's be honest. You brought up Bill Parcells earlier in the show, right? Could Bill Parcells and Jerry Jones last over the long haul? Hell no. Jerry needs to be the star. Is there pressure on him? Yeah, right. Right when, right when Bill started turning things around after a couple of years, you know, Jerry decided he was going to meddle and get in it, and and Bill wasn't having it. You know why? Because tuna, Bill Parcells, the tuna, all the all the, the papers said, "Nope, no, thank you." All the tabloids, all the you know sports coverage. Oh, Bill Parcells, Jerry can't handle that. So go get a Mike McCarthy. The only thing people are going to say about McCarthy is, is he going to lose his job? So that's really about Jerry. Why do you need a boisterous head coach to be a championship winning coach? Like, you don't don't need somebody who's like all – I mean, there are different ways to win chips. I'm not saying you're going to win it at a high clip, but there are coaches out there who don't need the spotlight, who just like the grind, who – Yeah, but the problem – here's what I've always told people, and because I play for the Cowboys and I've been around Jerry and I – know Jerry and I know Steven and his whole family and whatnot. There's an assumption, right? When the first thing you say, Max, right? Ah, Jerry doesn't want it, blah, blah, blah. So what do you think it is that Jerry does? Most people think that Jerry is telling the head coach what to do. That's not true. Jerry isn't calling any plays. He's not doing that. But what happens is his presence puts pressure on the head coach and the coaches and makes the players feel a certain way. Because he's always in the building. He's always at practice. He's always in the personnel meetings, making personnel decisions about uh, uh, who they should trade for, who they should not, da 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 That's it. It's not on-field stuff. He's not, call, he's not calling from his box and saying, run the football. But it, in people's minds, they think that that's what he's doing. He's in the way meddling like that. No, and I, that's not the case. I'm not really talking about meddling so much as I am – when you, it's hard enough to win. Like the hardest, the greatest owner in the history of American team sports, by so much it's embarrassing, is the late, great Dr. Jerry Buss, who not only won more than anybody else by far, but he did it and changed the whole culture of basketball. It was, NBA was about the Celtics. Then along came Dr. Jerry Buss. Now it's about the Lakers. About the Lakers. But he did it in a certain way. He said, not only do I want to win, I want to win with showtime. I want to win in an exciting way. Key, normally you try to do that, you already lost. It's hard enough to win, let alone try to win and entertain. Like win. So, so Jerry Jones is trying to win and get the credit. Jay, I don't think it has to be a big but you boisterous know, you coach, know, but I do think it has to be a guy who, when they win, it doesn't become about the coach. But you know, but you know Jay, how Jerry won the first time around when he won the three Super Bowls. It was, I'm doing it my way. I got rid of, uh, uh, I got rid of Tom Landry, legendary Tom Landry, controversial move on my part, but I did it my way. This is how I was able to win those three championships, two championships with Jimmy, one with Barry Switzer. Guess what I did? I got rid of Jimmy. I did it my way and I brought in Switzer. So in his mind, he's still looking at the way he did it before. And that's why he does it the way he does it now, which 
he may need to change some of his habits. So who has the most pressure on them? I just threw Jerry Jones' name in the ring because, you know, like, well, why not? Because uh, in the hat, because, uh, you know, there's pressure on a lot of people, including owners. It could be the pressure of time. I'd like to see you us win another championship. It could be the pressure of the boss firing you, Mike McCarthy. It could be a player. We'll stay with the Cowboys for now. Dak Prescott. What about Tom Brady? How could there be pressure on Tom Brady? Well, how much longer does he have to play, right? Like, there's pressure on a lot of guys, but who has the most nickels in North Carolina? You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. I'm I'm going to – I'll talk about Mike McCarthy's pressure in a minute. Just real quick. One thing real quick. Keyshawn, you have great taste in art. I actually own three works by Ernie Barnes. I own um, Sugar Shack – Head over heels and Jake. Of course, they're not originals. But I was about very, to ask. Wait, I was print. about to ask you: Is Sugar Shack original? Because there's only two of them. Uh, no. That's original. Oh, no, no, and Eddie no, Murphy no, no, owns no, I don't one. Own the original. I don't. Oh. I don't own the original. I, I own oh, a so you rich. Old print. Print. No, I, I know, but I was about to print. say. I was about to say you no, super rich, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have as much money as you. Oh but, no, no. Okay. No, no, now, no. now, now, Mike McCarthy. Um, it's so funny, guys, because I was I was at the senior center talking to some old geezers. Me and some old geezers at the senior center were, ta- were talking about this yesterday. And we were saying that Mike McCarthy is getting a bad deal. Because if you're going to get rid of Mike McCarthy, you've got to also get rid of Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. Because this is a collective that they're working with here. You've got to get rid of the leadership. Mike McCarthy should not be just a fall guy for this. It's just not right. Look, we, we, were, we were trying to figure out what kind of show is, um, is Jerry Jones running in Dallas. I mean, he's a businessman. He should know that it, that it kind of filters down from the top. If, you've got a, if, if Mike McCarthy's like a CEO, then you've got a CFO, a COO, maybe a CMO. Well, one of those guys will inherit the job, Nichols. You know, it could be, it could be either one of the, 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 the CFOs, right? It could be either, either coordinator that gets the job possibility yeah mike in south carolina you're on with Keyshawn j will max hey how you doing fellas all righty hey key, all right hey key you, you you hit a lot on the head when when when, when you say that Jer- jerry doesn't do this and jerry doesn't do that but he still meddles jerry the only how the cowboy is going to ever get back on track jerry's going to have to back off because it, it, it doesn't make a difference which coach come there Jerry's going to meddle because Jerry Jones, you can't hurt him in his pocketbook, but Jerry is a very prideful man. And Jerry don't get the credit for those three Super Bowls because everybody is still saying Jimmy Johnson. So that's what's wrong with Jerry Jones. Because if you look at it, when they played Tennessee, um, Pollard helped pick the team all the way downfield. He did that many a time this year. And soon as they get at the goal line, they bring Pollard out. Well, at the Tennessee game, Pollard waved Ezekiel Elliott off. But they still took Pollard out the game, and Elliott came in the game and ran the touchdown in. Pollard is getting tired of that. All right. I we can have, see that. We have a quick one more, one more quick one. Deontay in New York. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Tay, Tay. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh uh, honestly, the most the person who has the most pressure got to be Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Uh, like the Cowboys were the favorites to win the Super Bowl, not win it to get to the Super Bowl by a lot of people this uh, in the beginning of the year. 
not only is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys going to get hounded all next season if they lose this game, Mike McCarthy is definitely going to be fired too. Tampa Bay is 8-8, and and they can't stop a nosebleed on the run. The last time I checked, that's the Cowboys' bread and butter to win. So if they lose, they have to clean house. And I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I'm a Giants fan, and I, I have to even say that. I think it's agreed. It's a consensus that the boys are the ones with the most pressure. I do find it key, slightly interesting, though, that the team that owns the AFC, that has been the AFC championship that people were talking about used to be, oh, they're going to be the, the Bulls dynasty of the NFL. Like, nobody talks about Kansas City at all and Patrick Holmes. It's like, it's just interesting to me that just coasting, chilling, yet – like they're probably playing the best, right? Could easily win the whole thing. But like no that no their name doesn't even come like nobody even thinks about Kansas City. Meantime, Jay, I know you want to keep talking football all day, but an NBA superstar reported what? last night. Finally Key'll get to have, get a word in here. Will he be able to save his team season? Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Welcome back to class. Night school's a thing for J. Will. So what did he learn last night? My brain is working at optimal capacity. Here are Jay's takeaways. Time for Jay's takeaways here on Keyshawn. Jay, Will, and Max. So bear with me. We're going to go on a little bit of a journey. I might zig when you might think I might zag, but eventually we'll bring it back to the bigger bigger discussion. Number one of my takeaways is last night I found myself just thinking about DeMar Hamlin for a second. Just want to say this because I think what happens now at this stage is even more important than what happened before. Because one of the things that occurs that when you go through something traumatic in your life, when everybody gets you that flood of attention – it's I'm being thought about. It's positive. But then when you're alone by yourself and it's just you and your injury, how you deal with that, I think it's always good for us to lend our positive support continuously throughout the process for him and his recovery. Did you feel abandoned a little bit? After? No, not because abandoned. You went I just a huge... abandoned is the wrong word. Alone. 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 Like it was just me. So I, I, I just want to say that for DeMar. Still thinking about you. We're going to keep that ongoing because I think it's important. When you went through your motorcycle accident, at first you're on the front page and everything, very much on the forefront Where are the of people's Bulls going to do? And then eventually can... time yes. goes on and the world goes on, and then you're left there alone with your, with your predicament. So we'll keep giving him our positive support from this show, and we'll keep thinking and talking about it. So I just want to say that off the top. So 
couple of things off what I saw last night, my thoughts off last night in general. Curry's return, right? They come back. Curry comes back. Wiggins is now back on the court. This team still loses to the Phoenix Suns, by the way, with no Devin Booker, with no CP3, with no DeAndre Ayton. And now this is a situation in which the Golden State Warriors have lost to the Pistons, the Magic, and now the Phoenix Suns without three of their star players all at home. So there needs to be some fixing. Obviously, Stephen Curry coming back, finding his swag. They'll get it back. I just don't know if this team is going to be at the top of the Western Conference when it's all said and done. They'll still be there competing. I just don't think they're the same team from last year. Also, LeBron James comments. Keyshawn Johnson. Yes. Actually, let me think about the guy that LeBron said, this kid is good before I get to LeBron. I do believe this. When Kevin Durant was out last year with the Brooklyn Nets, they went 8-19 and 19 during that stint when he was out. Now KD is out again for another month. Mark it down. Kyrie Irving's name will be entered into the MVP conversation. I think this dude is about to explode. His head has been down. He's been putting up astronomical numbers along with KD, who's had the best, best year of his career maybe thus far for KD. But I do think it's going to put Joe Psy and ownership of the Brooklyn Nets into a predicament. What do you do? Do you let this dude that is about to blow up over the next month walk away for nothing? Or do you try to secure a longer-term deal with him that then will secure KD to come back and stay? I think we're going to be at that, that kind of inflection point for this team. When your eyes are on him, if not for KD, you would think this year, that's the best player in basketball. He's playing absurdly well. Now, Key, this last one is for you. LeBron James calls out the Lakers for their reluctance to make a trade. Pretty much saying, y'all know what the blank y'all should be doing. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to talk about this. This is when LeBron James spoke to the Athletic about the lack of movement on the trade front and made himself quite clear. Y'all know what the blank should be happening. I don't need to talk about it. So, Key, this dude has been putting up astronomical numbers at 38 years old, 47, 43, 40-plus. 40 it's mind-blowing that he can still do this at this juncture, and that's without them having AD. Now, they're still trying to stay in playoff contention, but he is carrying the load individually. What are we doing? The trade deadline, February 9th, it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Are you making moves to allow LeBron James to have a chance to legitimately have a shot at winning a championship in this next year and a half, two-year window? Because if not, what are you doing, Key? And that's a question that Rob Planka and that Jenny Buss need to ask themselves. Because if they don't, they are wasting the talent of what I've said to be the best player I've seen in the game of basketball ever to do it. Now, you quarrel with me, Michael Jordan, whatever it may be. But at 38 years old, he's still doing this kind of stuff. You're wasting his career if you don't put the pieces around him to win right now. Yeah, but, and now the other thing is, though, if you think the team's going in the wrong direction, those first-round picks that he doesn't care about, that, those could wind up being the first overall pick in the draft eventually, right? Like, it's a tough spot the Lakers are in. Yeah, I understand what LeBron is saying, but I also understand what Jeannie said several months ago where she was taking the reins back away from Clutch and away from LeBron James. So it seems like that that is exactly what's happening right now because if they're not active in the trade market, then this team will be the same team essentially after the deadline comes and goes. 
And I think that that is what LeBron James is probably alluding to. But Jeannie Buss, if you remember, Jay, she said, I've got to take control again and not allow people to do what got us into this situation to begin with. So maybe that's what it is. Key, I got a question for you. And I have an answer for you. Jay, I got a, I got the same question for you too. So, you know, Bron's about to pass Kareem this year. You know, does it matter where the game happens? Like if it happens in L.A., Key, do you think it's going to be received differently? And, Jay, how how is this going to be received by, by guys like Max who love Michael Jordan? Because this is the last nail in the coffin. Well, I think I think people in L.A. will applaud it, and that's what it is. Um, but it's not coming with a championship. So if it was coming with a championship, it would probably feel a little bit different to the people in L.A. The people in L.A. are just like, okay, cool. And most of the points didn't come yeah. with the Lakers. Excuse me? Most of the points didn't come with the Lakers. Oh, no, that's they the, did that's not. The, that's the big that's, thing. They did not. Like, you know. he's, not, he's, not a, he's a Laker, but he's not a homegrown Laker. And you say, well, Kareem wasn't a homegrown Laker. Yeah, Kareem played 20 years with the Lakers, man. Shaq, it's, too. Shaq, yeah, they, 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 Those are all kind of like homegrown guys. Yeah. But see, it, it's, this is it's, more like, Jay, they, they consider LeBron here as a rental. Yeah. We just waiting. We keep renewing the lease. Yeah, he gets another one, though. They'll start yeah, to but feel Le- It's he fine if LeBron wants to lease a place in Malibu. Like, he – it feels like this is more of an NBA conversation to me than how Laker fans are going to feel about Absolutely. it. This is no, about that's what I'm saying. This is Laker fans are the just – greatest in whatever. NBA history as the all-time leading That scorer. Jordan ship has sailed. But, um, but he could – but, like, you know, him and Kareem <laughs> is a good comparison, you know, for sure. I mean, but he's a non-scorer, though. Man, right? How could you? No, he's. A how great could scorer. you say him and Kareem? Man, Kareem, but you can't talk the NBA without mentioning Kareem. No doubt. I think it's a good comparison, though. It's hard to talk NBA without mentioning LeBron too. LeBron has had but, an, a miraculous yeah, career. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But it's always, it's going to be hard to mention the NBA without Michael, no. without LeBron, Kareem, Magic. You can't just talk about the NBA without mentioning them, dude. You like, got to mention. So them. I'm saying, like playing against Michael Jordan at that later state of, of his career. Like we're LeBron is is different. Yeah, LeBron is a, LeBron is a it's, better old player than Michael Jordan was, and he's had better yeah, LeBron longevity is twenty two years old sure. right now. But but peak performance, Michael attained a higher level of peak performance. Well, it all depends upon. We don't have time for these arguments. Yeah, you always go back to the best. School. Max getting ready to turn into a right, Jordan argument. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Max the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.